0: Game week 27 team selection time. Today, I'm going to take you through the transfers I'm considering making in my FPL team. I have Huang Hee Chan and Dominic Solanke, both with a flag at the moment. They were my transfers in last week, and that didn't go well. We'll also be discussing my chip strategy and what I plan on doing in the blank in game week 29, which has now been confirmed, and the doubles in game week 34 and game week 37 as well. What is up everyone? FPL Harry here. Welcome back for another video. Before we dive in, 1,000 likes is the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here as well. And very, very briefly, a review of Game Week 26. The Blank, I got a red arrow from 25k-ish down to 30k. Unfortunately, my transfers in for Huang Hee Chan and Dominic Solanke are both yellow flagged and they both blanked and we'll talk about them in a little bit more. I missed my safety score by six points so yeah it is a small red arrow it could have been worse it could have been better with maybe just one more return. Erling Haaland the big talking point at the moment getting just one goal in the Dublin game week 25 and game week 26 combined. But then, of course, getting five goals in the FA Cup against Luton. Defensively, it continues to be an absolute shambles. No returns there at all. Foden and Saka, the only other ones, really, along with very highly earned Watkins, bringing me any sort of returns this week. So again, very briefly, let's talk about Chips, Doubles, Blanks. You've seen this schedule a hundred times. If you haven't seen my chip strategy video from yesterday, go and check that out. I do realise I recorded very late at night in that video once I got home from watching Chelsea beat Leeds and I put four Bournemouth players in the wildcard draft in that video. So that will be corrected in my final thoughts video, but you can easily just change one of them if you are interested in using that draft. I am not playing my wildcard this week and I'm pretty certain that I have almost decided on my potential chip strategy for this season. So I have two options. They are the same two we've spoken about every single week. The free hit 29, the wildcard 35, and the bench boost 37 option. Or the dead end into game week 29, wildcard in game week 30 or 31, free hit the first double in game week 34, and then bench boost in game week 37 either way. Now, my team... For game week 29, I currently have four players available. I have a goalkeeper, I have Doughty of Luton, I have Charlie Taylor, and I have Ollie Watkins. That is four players. With the additional three transfers that I could potentially use, without buying anyone else that I actually want, I could get up to seven. And then, even then, I'm taking hits to get even eight or nine players out. So I am pretty certain... That I am going to play my free hit in game week 29 and option one. I would say it's about 75-80% chance now we're going on option one. However, it's actually unlikely to change my transfers for this week. When we get into that in a little bit more detail, then yeah, we'll go and plan that out. But it doesn't massively change my transfers, but I do think about 80% chance that I'll be playing my free hit in game week 29. Now, the other thing we need to do is have a look at the projected fixtures. Now, I cannot shout out the two people involved in these fixture projections enough. That is Planet FPL and FPL.team. The link will be in the top of the description if you want to go and check it out. You can have a look at the projected fixtures for Game Week 34, Game Week 37, and it allows you to plan your teams for future weeks. So I can completely forget what Game Week 29 looks like and just plan for the rest of the doubles. When I play my wildcard in Game Week 35, the idea there is is to dead end into the predicted doubles in game week 34, wild card in game week 35, ready very close to a bench boost in game week 37. This allows me with this strategy to completely forget about game week 29, which I am not well set up for as well. Dead end and use my transfers into game week 34 to get as many doublers out as I can that week. Wild card, ready and close for the bench boost in game week 37. It does fit my squad very well. Now, the projections on here for Game Week 34 and Game Week 37 are just projections because that is just using what we think might happen in the next round of the FA Cup because if a team wins the next round of the FA Cup, which takes place in Game Week 29, they cannot double in Game Week 34, so their doubles will go into Game Week 37. However, the teams in the FA Cup Potentially, like Newcastle, who are away at Manchester City, and Manchester United are playing Liverpool. If they lose in the next round of the Cup, those are the ones who will double in game week 34. So, those are the projections. As I said, 80% chance that I play the free hit in game week 29 and save the wild card now until game week 35. Now, I know you'll be saying, and I know people will comment, the free hit team looks bad in game week 29, and the wild card in 35 is too close to the end of the season. And both of those points are completely valid. Game week 29, the free hit draft, isn't amazing, but I won't have to take any hits in the build-up to buy players for that week. So I can use my transfers around it to buy players that I potentially actually want for the longer term or actually want to bring into my team. I also at the moment have a projected, as I said, four currently, five with my planned transfer this week. So to get from five to 11, the free hit will give me a minimum of six extra players. And if they all play, that's a minimum of 12 points before any sort of return. So for me, it does work. The wild card in 35, as I've mentioned, allows me to target 34 well and then wild card very close to the bench boost in game week 37. I think it suits my team well. Now, the transfer in in game week 26 couldn't have gone more horribly wrong. Yi Chan was my transfer in. He did blank at home to Sheffield United and then has picked up what looks like a hamstring issue in the FA Cup midweek. So if you are owning Hwang or even considering buying him this week, which I think is unlikely now, please wait. There will be a Wolves press conference on Friday afternoon and I'll update you all in my Final decisions video later on, but we should get an update. However, the Wolves manager Gary O'Neill has said he'd be very surprised if he plays at the weekend. Hopefully, it's a week or 10 days, but it could end up being longer with a hamstring. So, to be honest, game week 28, it looks like he's going to be still a major doubt for. Of course, ruled out pretty much for game week 27. Then they blank in game week 29, so I do think he is probably the midfielder I'd sell. I did consider selling the likes of Phil Foden, who might still go for me next week, but watching Manchester United defend at the moment, I don't think I need to sell him. Anthony Gordon was also potentially sold, Cole Palmer, but with the potential Yi Chan injury, it does make sense for me to, to sell him this week. So in terms of those replacements, the first of all, let's talk Liverpool. I could have gone to Mo Salah, I would need a second transfer and we'll talk about that in a moment, but it looks like Salah's not massively going to be risked at the weekend. I'd be very surprised, even if he is back in training, if he starts that game. Liverpool will have a press conference on Friday, but he wasn't in the cup squad midweek either, so as much as I like Salah and I do want him back as soon as he's available, I don't think this is the week. I could go to Luis Diaz, who does look a little bit better in terms of goal scoring form at the moment, but there are other options that I prefer over him. I've spoken every week about Martin Odegaard and I continue to really like him. They play the Monday night game as well this week away at Sheffield United. I do think Arsenal will score several goals this week. Brentford at home next week as well is really, really nice. Martin Odegaard is a player that I will continue to look at, but not 100% certain that I'm going to buy him. Now, the one that is currently at the top of my list is heung Min of Spurs. Now, over the past couple of games, you will be aware that he has had Zero shots in one start and one appearance off the bench. So 0.00XG in both those games, playing on the left wing. However, there has been no sign of Richarlison in Spurs training at all over the past week. And the training video posted on Thursday, he was pictured in saying hello to the team, but then not in the gym, not on the board with all the players going into the gym. His name wasn't there. And then not pictured outside in training. And Son was videoed being the focal point with Kulisevsky and Werner crossing it in so if Son is now going to be back up front he becomes a very very nice option for me now is it going to stick long term maybe not I'll keep an eye out on the length of Richarlison's injury because If Richarlison's back, in theory, he's a better option than Son. But if Son is back up front, he's definitely one I have to consider. Now, there will be a Spurs press conference. A lot of this relies on press conference news. But the likes of Huang will talk about Solanke, Son, Richarlison. But Son in, if he's going to be back at number nine, is definitely up there with Palace at home this week. Now, the eagle-eyed amongst you would realise I cannot do Huang to Son or Salah. But Salah's likely injured to Son With the money I have in the bank, 3.4, I'm about 0.7 million short. I could go to Odegaard for free, or I could go to Son. So if I wanted to go to Son, I would end up selling Trent Alexander-Arnold. Now, he has been pictured in a knee brace, so the chances of Trent being back anytime soon are very low, so I do need to sell him. So there are three real options for me that I want to consider buying. The first of all is Van Dijk. Again, Liverpool without Alisson, what do I think? Not massively sold on them as a defensive unit for clean sheets. Yes, they kept a couple of clean sheets recently. But even as a Chelsea fan, we were poor finishing. But we did get chances against them in the Carabao Cup final. Bradley at the moment might be playing right wing. He might be playing right back. But unless we get guaranteed confirmation that Trent is going to be out for, you know, at least a month, maybe two months. Guaranteeing he'll be out until I need to play my wild card. Then I'm not going to go Bradley. So Van Dijk would be number one. Again, I love the Arsenal features, I could double up with Saliba, but what I think is the most likely, because it helps me with the money as well, is to buy a Bournemouth defender. Now, there are a few options in this Bournemouth defence. The first of all is Senesi. however, if I'm going to wildcard in game week 35, that is a long time I have to hope Senesi doesn't pick up two more yellow cards, because of course he's on eight yellows. If you're going with the strategy of dead end to game week 29, then wildcard soon after, Sonessi is worth the risk because attacking threat and passing ability is better. But because of the late wildcard, I probably wouldn't. I could go for Kirkes who plays at, at fullback for them, if Kelly of Bournemouth is ruled out for a long time as well. He's only yellow flagged on FPL though, so that seems unlikely. So the obvious one is to go to Zabanyi at Bournemouth, he plays centre back, he's actually cheaper at just 4.4 4 million. He's very tall, but his actual goal threat from corners hasn't been very good so far this season. But with the upcoming fixes, right, if we get the fixture ticker up between now and the end of the season, Bournemouth are actually first. So buying a Bournemouth defender, yes, I've had awful luck with defenders this season, but buying a Bournemouth defender who might be useful for the long term until I play my wild card is probably the safest thing to do. So if I sell Trent this week, as much as I like Saliba and Van Dijk, I can't look past that double in game week 28 for Bournemouth. It allows me a little bit more money. And I think they're good fixtures going long term as well. So looking at my team. So we're going to start in defence and in goal. So in goal, we're going with Ariola over Kaminski. That's because I still plan on playing Alfie Doughty in my defence. Now, if Zabanyu comes in for that minus four... He may start, but he's away at Burnley. I could play him over Doughty and then play Kaminsky. I basically want to play one Luton defender, but I don't think I want to play both. And Doughty does have good attacking threat. And Villa are very good at home, but not as good away from home. And they have conceded some goals from set pieces so far this season as well. So, I do want to start Doughty. So, Kaminsky's on the bench. I start Ariola, and then Zabanyi is on second on my bench. So, it's kind of like a revolving door that if I wanted to play Zabanyi, I'd then play Kaminsky in goal and vice versa. So, it's a little bit of a combination that I am going with. Trippier also there at home to Wolves. Potentially, without Cunha and without Huang Hee Chan, could Newcastle looks slightly better defensively. Could he get something going forward? I don't hold my breath, but he is going to be in there. And he's likely to stay with me for a while now, given that he has a predicted double in game week 34 if they do lose to Manchester City in the FA Cup. Gabriel, third defender. Again, set and forget Arsenal away at Sheffield United. Very, very happy with that. Into midfield. So Foden, Saka, Palmer keep their place. Foden did... Potentially be on the chopping block for me this week. But United at home, I just can't look at selling him. Sacra, of course, is a mainstay. Looks great. And then I am going to start Cole Palmer at the moment over Anthony Gordon. I just look at that Brentford team. Cole Palmer did also get a rest midweek. Chelsea are not defending well, but they are scoring goals. And Brentford are without me between now and the end of the season, most likely. At least for this game, it feels like. So Palmer feels like a solid option. Gordon is great at home, but... I am going to bench him most likely in this one. And then Son, my predicted transfer in for Yi Chan as part of a minus four with a Bournemouth defender Zobanyi coming in as well for Trent. Up front, it is Haaland, Solanke, Watkins. Watkins happy with. Haaland, of course, looking great at the moment. And then it is Solanke. There is going to be a Bournemouth press conference today. I am expecting Solanke to be okay for the weekend. But if he's not... I have Gordon first on my bench and it would actually make my life a little bit easier trying to decide on my benching headache this week. Because if Slanky's available and I buy Son, which is the plan, I have to bench one of that front eight. It probably is Gordon. It could be Foden if we think he's going to play wide. It could be Cole Palmer as well. It could even be, you know, Solanke or Watkins, but I don't think so. It's probably Gordon at the moment, but it's a pretty difficult one. If only I could play two defenders and eight attackers. Bring back the all-out attack chip for anyone who remembers it. Captaincy and vice-captain, it is just back and forth between Haaland and Saka for me. I've moved it, I've moved it forward, I've moved it back. It's really, really close. The Monday night game for Saka, is there's always something appealing in that game. But then just watching De Bruyne start and be so clinical with Haaland in that one. And watching Manchester United defend over the past couple of weeks. I'm currently 60-40 in favour of Haaland captain and Bakar Saka vice-captain this week. So just having a look at those plans in a little bit more detail to talk to you about why I'd want to play the free hit. So, and actually why I don't have to decide on my chip strategy this week. So the plan is to do Trent out to Zarbanyi of Bournemouth. Again, the fixtures coming up are really nice. The double, if I'm free hitting 29, I don't have to worry about that. And then afterwards, Everton at home, Palace at home, Luton away. Great upcoming run of fixtures. That will free up money to do Hee Chan all the way up to Son. Now, if Richarlison is fit, then I may end up going straight there because I prefer Richarlison central than Son on the wing. Going into game week 28, my team looks pretty nice, actually. So I'd have Zarbani in defence. I'd have Doughty with the double. I'd have Kaminsky with the double. Solanke, if he's available, with the double as well. I'd be benching double Newcastle away at Chelsea be benching Taylor and I'll be benching Ariola. I have in theory Foden with Liverpool away Arsenal at home Villa at home over the next three that I would play him in so as good as Foden has been he probably is the one that I would look to make the move of now you might say Harry you could roll the transfer this week but if you free hit You only get one transfer after your free hit. So if I don't make a transfer in 28 and I get to game with 29 and play my free hit, I'd lose that transfer. So there are a couple of things I could do. I could just sell someone on my bench. Like I could upgrade Charlie Taylor if I didn't want to sell Foden. I could upgrade him to a Branthwaite, to a Van Heck, a better defender basically. Or I could do the potential Foden transfer. And sell him and bring someone in his place. Now, there aren't loads of options that I really like. I could go to a double up on Spurs. Like, Madison. Like, Richarlison if he's back. The fixtures are okay for the few after, right? Luton at home. West Ham away. Forrest at home are pretty good. So, I could double up on Spurs. Madison and Son was such a good duo, At the beginning of the season as well. I could also go to Martin Odegaard. So Odegaard in for Foden. Would currently be the plan. And I would finally do the move. That I've spoken about for a while. Now the only issue with that. Is he does play Man City in game week 30. And then I would start to have. A reasonable amount of investment in that game. However if I show you game week 29. Play my free hit. We'll talk about my free hit draft later on. Closer to that game week 29. Game week 30 would come around. I would have a lot. However. Newcastle have a really, really nice game that day that day against West Ham at home. So I could actually bench Odegaard and Gabriel just play Saka and just play Haaland. So the transfer plan actually does work really well. Then in game week thirty-one, I'd have Odegaard and Gabriel and Saka all with Luton at home with really nice fixtures going forward. So that is the plan. It would be a minus four this week to bring in Son and to bring in a Bournemouth defender next week to sell Foden and to double up on Arsenal mids, which I just think is such a good attacking strategy. Long term, double defence is probably the safer thing to do. But we're getting towards the end of the season and looking at something like that, I feel might be a strong thing to do with my team. So that is my plan over the next few weeks. This will be my plan team for this week with the planned transfers of Hwang to Son and Trent out to Zabanyu. If Slanky's fit, he'll start and I'll probably bench Gordon. If Slanky's a doubt, then I'll play Gordon and I will bench Slanky. Those are my plans for game week 27. We have just 12 game weeks left of the season. It's finally time to go into the run and we know our chip strategies. Well, we're getting to our chip strategies. We sort of know our potential plans over the next few weeks. Any questions you have, drop it all in the comment section down below. There will be questions around the likes of Richarlison, the likes of Wang Yi Chan, the likes of Pedro Porro, other injuries that we've got as well. There will be a video later today covering that. Keep an eye on the press conferences coming out today as well. Thank you so much for watching. 1,000 likes is the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here. And I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.